Audiobook. Audiobook release. Podcast. Authors. Narrators. Interviews. Industry. News. Reviews. Sponsored by eAudioProductions.com. Welcome to the Audiobook Release Podcast. A show for audiobook lovers. Stay tuned as we share the latest news from the audiobook industry. We interview established and upcoming authors. We talk with popular narrators and review a wide range of audiobooks. Brought to you by eAudioProductions.com. Audiobook productions, podcast editing, music for media, voiceovers, song productions and more. What would it mean if your perfect life was already achieved and simply awaiting your discovery? What if you knew the exact process that would allow you to discover and achieve this perfect life? And what if you had an invisible architect, an all-powerful, all-knowing inner power and best friend at your beck and call to not only help you discover, but also design and achieve your perfect life using three easy steps. Learn the secret process and end your personal Groundhog Day now. The Invisible Architect by John Novello. Audiobook. Produced by E-Audio Productions. Narrated by Lee Gettle. Available on your favorite audiobook store. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Audiobook Release Podcast. I'm Matt Rafferty. And I'm Leah Rafferty. Our guest today is John Novello, author of the Amazon bestseller, The Invisible Architect, How to Design Your Perfect Life from Within. Well, before we get to our interview with John, here's a short sample of the audiobook version of The Invisible Architect, How to Design Your Perfect Life from Within. What would it mean if your perfect life was awaiting your discovery? What if you knew the exact steps that would allow you to discover and achieve this perfect life? And what if you had an invisible architect, an all-powerful, all-knowing best friend at your beck and call to help you discover, design, and achieve your perfect life? This is exactly what renowned jazz pianist, composer, author John Novello offers in his book The Invisible Architect. It is a captivating story of the aspirations and cognitions of the life of a now-famous jazz musician. Enlightening, inspirational, tragic, and miraculous, The Invisible Architect is a spiritual manifesto for designing your perfect life from within. The exact process, how our inner world creates our outer world. Not only does Novello share his exciting life and discoveries along the way, but he translates them into a practical self-help program that anybody can use to design their perfect life. You will learn how your thoughts and beliefs are responsible for your current situation, and more importantly, how to improve any situation using the B plus do equals have formula. Your perfect life awaits your discovery. So John, can you tell us a little bit about your younger years and growing up? I grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is... uh... I think we used to refer to it as an all-American hamburger town. (laughs) Not much artistic endeavors, but that's what I was destined for. So at eight or nine years old, I wanted to start taking lessons, and I started taking music lessons. And uh, at the same time, I was, of course, going to school and eventually college. And I sort of had two careers. I was a weekend warrior musician, but at the same time, I was studying math and science and was really good in them. And all along while I was in college, going to my master's, et cetera, I was playing in bands. And then all of a sudden, 
one of the bands got discovered and I ended up with a hit record. And that gave me the taste of, oh, math is nice, but music's better. Wow. <laughs> Fun. That's pretty nice. You're good at being creative and the science atmosphere. Yeah. And the math helped later on in music anyway, especially when we got into computers and all kinds of different things. So uh, I guess it was destined to be mutually inclusive. So is there a special music teacher you like to give a shout out to? Well, I had three great ones and all of them have passed away. My original one in Erie, Pennsylvania was Basil Ronzitti. He was my inspiration and beginning teacher that really gave me a solid foundation. And then I went to uh, college and I was minoring in music while I was majoring in math. And Dr. Paul Martin, he was a professor and he got me really into studying all the great composers of all times. And then I went to Boston to go to Berklee School of Music and I hooked up with a guy named Charlie Benakis. He specifically specialized in teaching jazz piano. So those three were the trio that I attribute most of my career success to. And isn't it wonderful how certain individuals can really touch someone else's lives? Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I think we all have to be aware of that, that you have to look at yourself and other people and think that you maybe can make a difference in someone's life and change their path, as obviously it did if you were thinking you're going to go into math, but then you minored in music maybe because of those gentlemen. Yeah, well, at that point, the name of my book comes into play, The Invisible Architect, because uh, that's my definition, really, of God or our inner voice or the universal consciousness or whatever people do. And so I think he helped orchestrate that by uh, allowing me some success early on, which then actually went, hmm, really? I can do this. <laughs> that's great. With your background as a jazz musician, what made you become a, a writer? Well, part of it was survival in that when I moved out to California to quote unquote tackle the music industry, I didn't have a lot of money by the time I moved there. And so I started teaching. You know, I took a little ad in a music trade magazine and said I was available for teaching. And I had studied a lot of music and I had a lot of notes. And so when students came, I started to organize those notes. And then one day my little inner voice kind of said, hey, why don't you write a book? Because the type of music book that you uh, want doesn't seem to be out there. So I wrote this huge manual. Some people call it a tome, 551 pages called wow. The Contemporary Keyboardist. And it became a bestseller. And I didn't really know about how to write a book. When I went to write that book, it was just like, okay, uh, I need a title and I need yeah. an outline. And once I got the title and outline, I started writing. And five years later, I had this book and that gave me the writing experience. And then I wrote several books in the music genre. But this book here is a personal development, more spiritual self-help book. And uh, the reason that writing occurred was because any musician or artist or athlete will tell you that it's a very lonely world to try to master an instrument or get great in an area, and it takes a disciplined mindset. And so I started reading all of these amazing books in the area of self-help and spirituality and personal development. And so again, I ended up with tons and tons of notes over the years. And then three years ago, I went, well, here we are again at that little point where I got tons of notes that maybe I should organize into a book. 
Well, it seems to me as you move through life, your thoughts are um, organizing a book. You said it really adroitly. I didn't think about, I'm going to write a book. I just, you know, kept all my supporting notes. And it's almost like at a certain point, you get enough notes. It's almost like, I think a cloud has all kinds of moisture in it. And eventually it has to release it in the form of rain or snow. And I think it's the same thing. And that inner voice, the invisible architect kind of goes, all right, I think it's time to write another book. It's really wild, but it's that strange, you know? So let's say there are cocktail parties these days, just, (laughs) and we're at a cocktail party and you tell me you write a book. So what's your book about? Well, my latest book, The Invisible Architect, How to Design Your Perfect Life from Within, I realized after all the challenges and studies and experiences that I felt pretty blessed to, at an early age, have hooked up to my higher self or inner voice. Some people called gut feeling. I think it's a little bigger than that. So I didn't want to mix religions into this book. So I decided to come up with my new name for God, my new personal name. And the Invisible Architect, after a lot of thought, came into play because God is basically whatever your beliefs are. Nobody's really seen God. Therefore, whatever you think, it's invisible, that energy or concept. And that concept, that energy source, is there for all of us to tap into that power to help create a better life. And I didn't want to just sound like another self-help book that was just regurgitating positive thinking. I wanted to go a little more spiritual on that personal development. And so I went, no, we're creating a new life with the help of this energy that I'm calling the invisible architect. So therefore, I'm with God's help, or the invisible architect's help, designing my life as perfect as I can, as perfect as possible. So there, the architect kind of got, I said, oh, that's like a, a guy that's building a building. You have to have a blueprint. And then you hire somebody to design that house based off the blueprint. And that analogy seemed to serve me well as like, okay, we have to have the proper mindset, the proper thoughts and correct beliefs in order to have a blueprint in the mental world, our personal universe, in order to actually manifest in the physical universe. So it seems like the thoughts come before the reality. Mm And that's the nature of the book, The Invisible Architect, is our personal, powerful soulmate that can help us create or design the reality that we would love to do. Well, what was the writing process for this particular book? Well, this one was interesting, uh, challenging on one hand, but on the other hand, I felt it to be very divinely inspired. All my books sort of have a spark of divinity. But this one was kind of scary because it felt like to me that I am responsible for organizing the invisible architect's word. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. We've all heard that Mm -hmm. quote. And I went, okay, am I channeling this? Is this completely my own? Is this Mm. a co-creation? I couldn't really figure it out and I didn't want to introvert on it. So, but I went, okay. I got to really take responsibility for this. So once I got the name of the book, I didn't have the subtitle yet. I just had The Invisible Architect. I was very excited about that. And then I started to put an outline together and it seemed to fall in sequence. Okay, you know, what is The Invisible Architect? And then I went through 
my descriptions and tried to keep them generic to not step on people's beliefs. Okay, how do you hook up to the invisible architect? How do you talk to it? And how does it talk to you? And how can you use its power? And so all of a sudden, the outline started to take form. And there's where I think mathematics came into play, because mathematics and logic are very sequential and similar. And so all the titles of the chapters started to just fall into wow. place. It was really miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is really neat that you started with the title and then worked out from there. That's that's a great process. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, your title is spot on, but did you have any other titles in mind? Well, I'm almost afraid to say that because I did this the other day to somebody and they said, oh, I like oh, that title better. Okay. <laughs> but that's all right. I, I will tell you, and I actually think it could have been this title, The Inner Architect, oh, yeah. is also very spot on because it's our inner voice, our higher mm-hmm. self. But I ended up with Invisible because I think, you know, nobody that I know uh, can claim to have seen the invisible architect or God or the universal consciousness. And so I think invisible makes it a little more divine. Yes. Inner is more like you, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I wanted to give tribute more to, as a matter of fact, a lot of people always discuss the law of attraction in the movie, The Secret. And it's almost I, I, I am going to attract this. I will think positively and I will attract that. And I had this great realization one day. I said, you know what? It's got nothing to do with me. It's got nothing to do with I. It's got to do with the inner, uh, the invisible architect. Let that energy design your life. All you're doing is giving it direction and focus through your desire and your God-given talent. So it is way more powerful than we could ever imagine. And it orchestrates things in the most you know, we've heard that phrase, God works in a mysterious way. It orchestrates things in the most unbelievably, you, you would never know that it's going to do A, B, C, and D to come up with Z. So let it do its work. And that's why the invisible architect, I think, was more appropriate. Let the architect design your life. And you're simply somebody that has a desire that you would like fulfilled. And then the idea is to streamline your path to success. Yeah, and then uh, through discipline and learning how to communicate with the architect, which is what the book is about, how to hook up with the architect, how to communicate with the architect, because, you know, just like a radio has a certain frequency, if you don't dial into that channel, you won't receive that music or that podcast or wherever, whatever frequency it's being broadcast on. And most people go along their daily life and they are so busy with the trials and tribulations of surviving that if God were to be talking to them full blast, they wouldn't even be able to hear them because they're not tuned into that (laughs) frequency. So the whole book is about what is the God frequency or the invisible architect frequency and how do you tune into it so you can hear it? And so there are a lot of drills and exercises besides the content that help people do that. Sure. So just letting yourself listen. Yeah. Not being uh, preoccupied. Yeah, exactly. You know, meditation is sort of, If you look at two definitions, prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God. Oh, interesting. Well, what was the most challenging aspect of writing The Invisible Architect? Trying to separate my thoughts from what I had believed are the actual divinely inspired thoughts, because I really really wanted to get this right and not just be John Novello, the author who came up with A, B, C, and D. I 
I knew it was divinely inspired from the inception, and I wanted to keep that process all the way through. So I really had to pay attention to that that inner voice. So when I was writing, I would write and and I go, wait a minute, that's me. That's 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 okay. But and then I would listen to the voice, and it, it, if I really went into the silence. I would then hear what I perceived as that invisible architect communicating to me in concepts and in some cases with actual words and sentences. And after about four or five chapters into the book, I thought I developed a pretty good line where I now could tell the difference. Wow, that's really powerful that you could do that. Yeah, it took a little practice. But uh, in the first part of the book, I tell about 20 stories of amazing things that happened in my life through listening and talking to the invisible architect because I wanted to let people know this is not just a didactic book, self-help book, regurgitating all kinds of positive thinking. These are incidents that happened to me that reaffirmed my connection, understanding, and proof of the existence of this energy, whatever your beliefs are. So by telling these stories, some of which were miraculous and so beyond probability that you could tell that they weren't coincidental. And so this is more of a blend memoir, meaning my memoir and self-help instruction in the area of law of cause and effect and creating a better life. So it's not just creating a better life, it's like creating a better life through the invisible architect, which I think is a slightly different twist on most of the law of attraction type books. It really sounds unique. So going back to the writing process, did you have anyone who read it with you or did you have an editor? Or- At the very, very end, I, you know, professional enough to know that even though I'm a decent writer, that I wanted to get obviously the content and the grammar and some, you know, really good objective advice. Sure. And it was really interesting because by the time I was done with it, I was so hooked up to the invisible architect, it almost was like you and I talking. I It felt that that clear. I remember wow. one day I was on the internet and I had asked a couple references and I talked to these references and the invisible architect, believe it or not, said, no, he's not the one, she's not the one. And I would listen to it just like I listened to hmm. the stories that I told in the book. And then one day, it was very interesting. I, uh, I just typed in, I Googled top editors, New York Times bestseller editors, people that have edited uh, very famous books and successful books. I just decided to do that from a networking point of view. This one editor came up who I'd never heard of, and I looked at his background and stats were unbelievable, hundreds of books that were bestsellers, and he himself was an author. But I didn't see anything in the area of personal and spiritual development. All his books were different topics. So me, John Novello, the logic guy, of course, distant and said, well, he's not the right guy because, and then it was the most amazing thing. The voice was so adamant, said, no, 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 he's the one. And I went, but he has no experience. Like if you'd (laughs) have been in my room, somebody would have thought I was crazy talking to the air. You know, I was Mm -hmm. almost out loud. So I thought, well, I think I'll send him an email. It says contact. I sent an email and, you know, most of those guys don't accept unsolicited material. They're pretty high up on the food chain. but. I wrote a pretty good query letter, I guess, because he liked what I was saying. Wow. And uh, he said, well, I don't normally do this, but send me the beginning chapter 
and two middle chapters because I'm really not a self-help personal development editor. And usually I edit things that I at least know something about, but let's see what kind of a writer you are. And I'll tell you. And so I sent him three chapters and he came back with a very positive vibe, like, wow, you're a really good writer. In fact, you've got me interested in the content wow. of this book. <laughs> Excellent. So now I have a best-selling editor who's now wanting to edit the book, not just professionally, but because he wants to read the book. <laughs> and I thought, here we go again. The Invisible Architect is uh, working its magic. And that's how I hooked up. And he read the book and then gave me some ideas for content. And then there was one other editor that was a self-help editor who gave me a couple, but she wasn't going to edit the book, but she read the book for content and just gave me a couple pieces of advice about certain sections of the book that maybe needed to be more expanded or whatever. So between that self-help content editor and then the major editor, that's what really helped me polish it. Well, that's interesting because... We all have that maybe thinking, like you said, logically, oh, that's not going to work that, you know, there's no connection. But like you said, you did it because your inner voice said it or higher architect said it, or sorry, the invisible architect said it. See, there's another name. There's there's another name I could have used that I never thought of until you just said it. My higher architect. That would have, that would have worked too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that just goes to show you that as a person, we're logically saying, oh, that doesn't work. But the invisible architect might push us in the right direction. So thank goodness you did listen to that inner voice. Yeah, it's God works in mysterious ways if you are hooked up to that frequency. So you have to be A, aware that this energy source exists. I have another name that I didn't want to use, but I use it in the book because it's got to with my math and physics background, there is a lot of uh, physics in the area of quantum physics that talks about the quantum energy field and how our thoughts organize that energy field. And so sometimes I refer to the invisible architect as the quantum intelligent energy field. Mm. And so if you communicate your desires and thoughts with clarity and keep them consistent, then Invisible Architect starts reforming or reorganizing the energy field because the physicists have already proven without a doubt that everything is energy. And so the reorganization of energy creates different Mm -hmm. realities. And so uh, that's uh, what the book is about as well from a scientific point of view as well. Wow. Very interesting. So in your book, you mentioned that you met Donna Summer in Japan, and then you ended up joining her band. How did that happen? Well, that's one of the 20 stories that are pretty miraculous that when anybody reads them, they pretty much go, okay, that is highly improbable, <laughs> even, if you, even if you failed math. I was in a band called Taste of Honey in 1978, sure. and uh, I was a musical director, and they had a huge hit record called Get Down Boogie Oogie Oogie. <laughs> and we a bunch of us uh, bands were invited to play the famous Budokan in Japan. I had never been there. So when I arrived, I had three days off and I was excited to be in Tokyo. So I went to the concierge, make a long story short. And I said, hey, where's the best Japanese food outside the hotels? And she said, the best thing is to take the subway all the way to the end and you'll be at the wharfs of Tokyo in neighborhoods. And on every corner, there is a neighborhood Japanese restaurant. And that's the real down-home food. So I did. I just jumped on a 
subway in the afternoon about one or two o'clock, went all the way to the end about 10 miles, got off, walked above ground, and sure enough, I'm in these neighborhoods. And I felt a little strange being one of the only Americans there. (laughs) It didn't seem hostile at all. (laughs) And so I walked into this restaurant and couldn't speak Japanese. They couldn't speak English, but I pointed to, let me have number one. And that was a meal, right? Mm -hmm. And so while I was there, I ate and everything, had a good time. And I didn't realize it. It was already getting dark. And so when I walked out, I was lost because I was already roaming around. So I didn't know which way was the Mm. subway. Now I could see Tokyo, which is a huge city in the skyscrapers, 10 miles in the distance. And in my head, uh, I said to I thought to myself, I said, you dummy. You should have, because we had a limo, right? I said, Uh, you should have took took the band limo. Why did you take Uh the subway? And you can't whistle for a cab in a neighborhood. It's not like, not in downtown Tokyo. There was no cabs. So I went, God, that's 10 miles in the dark. I know I can eventually get there because I can see the city, but this is not right, John. So all of a sudden I thought I said, at the time, I didn't have the name Invisible Architect. I just said, I said, uh, my inner voice, I said, boy, now's the time that I would like to have a limo. And I, you'll see it in the book, I swear to God, which is what this is about. All of a sudden, about a minute later, out of my right ear, I hear, hey, mister, do you want a ride? Now, I, I heard it so clear, I turned around and there's a black stretch limo huh. about 10 yards from me because I'm on the sidewalk. And I don't know who it is, it's a female voice. And the window goes down. And Donna Summer, who I knew how she looked because we already had a meeting about the concert we were all about to do because she was there too in her band. And she, you know, puts her head out and she goes, what are you doing down here? I says, says, what are you doing down here? I said, whatever the case is, yes, I do want to ride. So I jumped in the car. We, you know, had an hour together, became good friends. And then next year she invited me to join her band. How crazy is that? Wow. That's wonderful. Now, what are the odds of that? Yeah. By the way, later on, I found out how it happened. I went to the concierge and said, where's the best food? She did too. Okay. Only she was smart enough to take the limo (laughs) and I wasn't. Lucky. That's funny. Lucky, exactly. That's pretty cool. Lucky, or you could say orchestrated very nicely by the invisible architect. Right. The Invisible Architect, How to Design Your Perfect Life from Within, is also available on audiobook, and it's produced by eaudioproductions.com, and it's available on Audible. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about the audiobook version of The Invisible Architect. Did you narrate the book, John? No, I did not. I wanted to have a professional narrator, and so I started searching around, just like I searched around for an editor. And how did you come upon eAudio Productions? The same Invisible Architect Guidance. Really? By that time, you have to realize I was pretty much in touch with my inner voice now. So I purposely and very cogitally said, okay, you need to help me pick a good narrator. And it was like, okay. So I went and found about six or seven audiobook companies and they all had their old stable of editors and stuff. And I talked to, nah, that's not, that's not right. And then I talked to this guy and he wasn't right. And eventually the Invisible Architect was going, no, no. And I was almost given up, and all of a sudden, uh, I typed in uh, audiobook, I think a different Google phrase, I don't know, and e-audio came up, and uh, the <laughs> voice said, yeah, try that one. And I just literally got on the phone and called the number that was on the website, and Elias picked up, and uh, 
we started to talking and we hit it off because he found out that I'm a musician and I found out he was a fan of some of my music. And I found out that he was a musician and all of a sudden everything was coming together and I felt really wow. comfortable. Another great you know story. I mean? Yeah, that's wonderful. Another good story because the other three or four that I, I almost went with one of them and then the voice kind of said, no, not quite right. So I'm so glad I waited to the next one because uh, he was fantastic. E-Audio is just a fantastic company and he was great to work with and he even provided me with five or six narrators and they narrated samples of my book. And then me and my wife picked the one that we liked and he was fantastic. Oh, that's nice. So you had a, a choice in who read the book. Yeah, we I, I, I got it down to five and then they gave me a choice and all of them were excellent professionals. But then it finally come down to two. And then I didn't tell my wife which of the two I liked. I wanted to see if she concurred and excellent. she did. So that's how we picked. Oh, yeah. great. All right. So in your subtitle, it's how to design your perfect life from within. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, the normal concept religiously of God is God is all perfect, all knowing, all loving, all powerful, all merciful. There's always, it's perfection, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess us humans who we, we know that we're sort of imperfect, that's what we attribute to God or whatever our names. So when I wanted to come up with the subtitle, I said, okay, this is about hooking up with the invisible architect and through his help or her help or its energy help, because I really don't believe that God is male or female. That's sort of giving a human characteristic to God, which I think is limiting because I think God is way beyond us humans as far as uh, the energy. And so I said, well, we're trying to design our life, should I say, how to design a better life? And I thought, well, that's good. And then I went, wait a minute. That again is limiting God's power. The invisible architect is all perfect. And all of a sudden, I got this answer. It was like, yes, indeed. Do not limit me. I'm perfect. <laughs> and I went, oh, we got a little bit of an ego here. I like that. Uh, and then I, that's when I came up. Now, originally, the original secondary title was The Invisible Architect, The Spiritual Dynamics of How to Design Your Perfect Life. But spiritual dynamics, I thought, until that is explained by definition in the book, people aren't going to understand that. And so you don't want to have a title that has something in it that people don't understand because my experience is when people don't understand mm -hmm. something, they sometimes shy away from it, right? Sure. So that's mm -hmm. when I changed it. Hey, let's just keep it simple. How to design your perfect life from within. The idea from within, it's been around a long time in the new thought genre that beliefs and thoughts are senior and help create reality. And so from within means that if you want to manifest something in the physical universe, you have to have your thoughts and beliefs together and they have to be clear and consistent. So there's another phrase I've heard many times, as within, so without. So that's where the secondary title came in, how to design your perfect life from within. Because really what the book is not involved, it's not really showing you how to design some perfect life. It's showing you how to design within your perfect life so you could create that mental blueprint. So just like an architect has to have a very clear accurate spec blueprint to design a building, it's the same thing. You need to have a very 
accurate, clear mental blueprint within in order for the without to even transpire. That's great. Well, John, what's your advice for aspiring writers? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I always used to get that question asked, what's your advice for uh, aspiring musicians, right? Because I became very successful as a musician and I would come up with things. But just to be a writer only, I think you really have to have something to say and know you have to have something to say. I don't think you can force it. Now, don't get me wrong. You can force writing. A lot of people say, oh, I have mental blocks and I can't do this. And some days I don't feel. That's fine. That's the discipline part because there's many days I went in to write the Invisible Architect and I don't think it was even communicating to me. And, and I was sitting there dumbfounded and I wasn't writing very good. That's when you do have to have some discipline and force yourself to just start writing because that sort of primes the pump. But I'm talking about you have to have something to say. So my first three nonfiction music books came about from necessity because I had something to say to my students. And therefore, that desire and necessity led me to research. And then writing was a function of that. And the same thing happened with The Invisible Architect. All the mindset and philosophical, metaphysical, spiritual development books I ever read, probably over a hundred, I had all those notes And like the cloud releasing its moisture, there was just a point where I felt I really had something to say, almost like a duty. So my advice is look at areas that you have some experience with. And if you feel you have something to say, then begin the process, which is research and development and writing things down and carving You know, you have to carve just like somebody carves a statue out of wood. You got to start someplace, but they always have a vision. They don't just start carving a piece (laughs) of wood with no knowledge of where they're going, right? An airplane Mm -hmm. doesn't take off normally without a flight plan or it would just be roaming Mm -hmm. around, right? So if you have something to say, then get a topic and maybe it's not coming out right away. But if you start doing research on the topic, which is so easier nowadays when I grew up, we had to go to the library and those those right. little index cards. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. crazy compared to now. Now right. you can just type in something and come up with 5,000 articles. And yes, it takes a while. But then as you do the research, that primes the pump. So I would tell inspiring writers that if you have something to say or there's an area that you think you have some expertise or maybe no expertise, but you're interested, start doing some research. And I think that could prime the pump. Wonderful advice. What's next for you? Well, this has led me to an interesting thing that I never, ever thought I would be involved in, which is I'm now excited that the book is a stepping stone instead of an end all to actually help people as a mentor help design their lives. Because it's one thing, Mm. it's one thing to have a book in front of you. And even though I think it's a well written book and it was edited properly, and I have 30,000 hours of teaching, so I'm very organized. A lot of people need a mentor. And almost mm-hmm. any great athlete, musician, artist, anybody, even a business person, anybody, if you read their story of their lives, they've always hooked up to some kind of uh, mentor or coach that helped develop the good in them. And so I thought, wow, wouldn't this be great? Somebody calls me up and says, John, I got your book. And those exercises are incredible, but I see on your website 
that you have something called Elite Perfect Life Mentoring Programs. I'm interested in one of those. Then I would meet with that person, either live or virtual, and find out about their background and see if I can one-on-one mentor them using the principles in the book. Wow. So that's my next venture. Well, how do people find out about that? Well, if they go to my new website that I just put together called johnnovelloauthor.com, that's johnnovelloauthor.com, the whole website explains all about the book and where it can be purchased and all the different elements and mission statement about why I wrote the book, et cetera. You know, things that we're talking about now. And then throughout the website, it talks about if you would like to have a free evaluation to see if you're a fit for one of the personal mentor programs, then you can register here, sign up for my newsletter, register here and book a free evaluation. And we'll see if there's a fit and I'll tell you what program might be right for you. Wow. Well, John, congratulations on your musical writing career and now maybe your mentoring career. So life seems to be going very well for you. So congratulations on all your achievements. Thank you. And I owe a good portion to the Invisible Architect. Thank you for listening to the Audiobook Release Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you'll never miss an episode. We value your opinion, so feel free to post a rating or review. For feedback, inquiries, and more about our audiobook production and publishing services, visit www.audiobookrelease.com. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Audiobook Release Podcast. Brought to you by eAudioProductions.com. Audiobook Productions, Podcast Editing, Music for Media, Voice Overs, Song Productions, and more.